0: Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to Discover DEP, the official podcast of the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. Each week, we talk with DEP experts about how we protect and preserve New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. So that you'll never miss one of our podcasts, please subscribe to Discover DEP on iTunes or Google Play. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy our podcast. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. Today we are pleased to be joined by Dr. Sandra Goodrow, research scientist in DEP's Division of Science, Research, and Environmental Health, and Jennifer feltes Cortesi of DEP's Water Resource Management and DEP performance indicator team co-coordinator. They are here to tell us more about performance indicators and long-term environmental trends reports. Both of these indicators, the trends reports and the performance indicators, are really important to help not only DEP understand how the work that it is doing is affecting the environment, but also so that the public can know what the work we're doing is having an impact on the environment whether in fact we are meeting our mission to preserve and protect the air, water, land, and natural and historic resources of the state, or whether maybe we're lagging behind or maybe we're getting ahead of where we thought we would be. And the same is true of the performance indicators. It's a tool that is used by management and by the public to see how we are doing in meeting the performance targets we have, our priorities and our transformation goals, and whether in meeting those or or falling short occasionally, often exceeding the goals, whether all of those indicators that have been laid out are helping us meet our mission. So these two reports are really excellent tools, I think, for understanding the work that DEP is doing, helping us focus where perhaps we need to do a little better, and help share some best practices when we find things are going better than expected. So I want to thank both of you for for joining us today because I think the most important thing that the people of New Jersey can understand about the work that we do here is are we really making the air, the water, and the land better? And are we protecting adequately our natural and historic resources? Because all the work we do doesn't really matter if those things aren't happening. And seeing the trends reports and the performance indicators help us understand whether we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and help the people of the state understand whether we're doing what we are supposed to be doing. So thank you both very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having us, thank
0: you. Sandra, would you mind just explaining, and I'll ask Jennifer the same question, just kind of tell us a little bit about your role with these reports. You do the trends reports and we track a lot of different things. Kind of tell us a little bit about the trends reports and what we're tracking and how we do it.
1: Well, the Division of Science Research and Environmental Health has a unique position in DEP in that they work with the multiple programs. So, we are able to coordinate with the programs, understand the data that they're collecting on environmental issues that that are important to the program, maybe that they find they've been having management policies implemented and they want to ensure that these management policies are working, whether they be regulatory policies or simply management policies on the ground, and they're collecting data to inform those decisions that they have made. So there's three people in the Division of Science, Research, and Environmental Health that work on these reports. I manage all 39 of the reports, and I work with Nick Procopio and Lisa Conju. We work with the programs, and we do the data compilation and the rewriting, and then I will take the finalized reports and make sure they're evaluated by all the program people, all the management, and then finally make sure that the commissioner or those around him are aware of the data and then it's presented uh, in the report.
0: So could you tell us you mentioned 39 different reports? That's a lot of reports. Name a few of the reports so we can understand some of the trends that you're following that help us evaluate the work that the department is doing.
1: So the 39 reports are grouped under the environmental media that is the goal of the NJDP's mission. So air, water, or
0: land? So we have
1: several under air and those, for instance, we look at ozone levels, particulate matter, mercury emissions. We have some that cover climate and energy, a few that cover open space and land use. We have pollution prevention and solid waste, which includes pesticides. We have several under water quality management, which includes drinking water and surface water and we have several under plants and wildlife.
0: So you're actually looking at at kind of the health, if you will, of these different media to see whether, you mentioned particulate matter, so we're measuring to see whether in fact the amount of particulate matter in the air is going down or going up or staying the same and then that helps us decide what policies we need to use to achieve the intended result.
1: Exactly, That's that's a data point that the AIR program quantifies. On a certain time basis, and they provide the data. With some of these trend reports, the program takes the lead in compiling and evaluating the data. In some of these instances, we get the raw data, and we are the ones compiling and evaluating.
0: So it's kind of like you know when you go to the doctor for a checkup, and he says, oh, you know, you're. Your blood pressure's a little high, maybe you ought to cut some salt out of your diet or something. It's the same sort of thing, really, right? It's kind of a data point to show you the progress that's being made.
1: Sure. We put in policies that we believe will impact these issues, and then we watch to see and ensure that we are doing what's right and moving the needle in the correct direction.
0: And I think that's a, a very important point for people to keep in mind because I can remember in years past... You know you'd we'd we'd hear people say, "Oh well, you know d e p isn't doing as much as it should because they levied fewer fines this year or they didn't have as many in penalties or something like that, which is kind of a way of measuring the bureaucracy with the trends reports we're measuring the actual environment, which is what counts exactly, yeah, great, great now Jennifer, turning to you, tell us a little bit about what you do in terms of the performance indicators
2: so I work as a co-coordinator with Nick Horiatis and an awesome team of KPI representatives for each of the program areas in the department.
0: And KPI is Key Performance Indicator.
2: Yes. So my role involves working with each of the program representatives on an ongoing basis. We meet quarterly throughout the year and we discuss some of the things we're seeing with our performance indicators, whether the programs are meeting their targets or not, or whether or not we need to make some changes to the indicators to more clearly reflect what it is the program is working towards. This group is an awesome group of people. They're really committed to showing what their program areas are working on and how well they're doing doing so.
0: So what are some of the key performance indicators that are out there that you're measuring?
2: Several of our indicators are linked to our permitting programs. They indicate either how many permits we're issuing or how many days it takes us to issue them. We have some indicators that show how much money we're putting out on the streets for water infrastructure, for example. And we also have indicators for the number of bear calls that we get and overnight stays at our campgrounds.
0: So all of these things together are really linked to Commissioner Martin's transformation efforts and his focus on customer service. With permits, of course, we're looking to see, you know, are we turning them around quickly enough, doing the job that needs to be done, but making sure that it doesn't take any longer than it should.
2: Correct. And we also have our indicator descriptions online at our citizen page for DEP that show how the indicators are linked to either our trends or our priorities and mission. So we that's did indicate that on our description document.
0: That's good. And we have the links to all of the things that we're talking about, the trends reports and the, the KPIs on the description of this podcast. And I'd encourage people to take a look at uh, some of that stuff that's on the web. It's really very interesting and gives you a very good uh, snapshot of what's going on here at DEP, how we're using our resources and taxpayer dollars to make sure we're really making a difference in the environment. Jennifer, how do the different programs react when you sit down with them every quarter and say, well, you know, maybe this ought to be a little better or you're doing really great here. I mean, how, how do folks react to that sort of news? Do they welcome the feedback or, or they, do they get a little defensive?
2: I would say that <clears throat> most of our programs are utilizing their indicators because they may have already been using them prior to this initiative becoming what it is. We now have over 80 indicators and we didn't start out with maybe half of that to wow. start with. But many of our programs were already taking this into account, they were already looking at a handful of indicators to see how well their, either their staff was performing or if there were program changes that needed to be made in order to provide the output to the public in a more timely fashion or maybe we weren't meeting our goals of protecting the environment based on what we were, what we were doing.
0: And it's great because, as I understand, these uh, indicators are objective measurements of things. There's not really a lot of subjectivity. If you're supposed to get X many permits out and you got X minus Y, then you didn't hit it. But if you got X plus Z, then you exceeded it or met it. So it's a good way, really. It's a good management tool as well as, as something that's very useful for the public to be able to see.
2: Yes. And even we don't have that many that tell how many permits per se we get out. We tend to measure how many days. Mm-hmm. And usually there are clocks on our permits and we're doing better than what we're technically allowed to do. So that's a good indication that we are working in, a, in an inefficient manner here. That's at great. DP.
0: That's great. As I understand, there are either statutory or regulatory clocks that go if, if you apply for this permit, you're supposed to get an answer within so many days and, and tracking whether that's being met and it's being exceeded in most cases. In most cases, yes. And you're helping drive policy, too. You mentioned the bear calls. You know, We've got a comprehensive bear management and education program here in New Jersey. And I know having sat in on some of the meetings when that was developed, that was an important indicator to have as to whether or not the policies that we were pursuing were achieving their results. Measuring those calls in terms of how many bears were, you know, in somebody's garbage or on their deck or, you know, all those sorts of things help us figure out whether the policies are working or need to be adjusted. So it's not just kind of internal performance, it also has a real effect on policy.
2: Yes, and those bear calls could have been, we could get more because we've done a better job of letting people know how to get in touch with the department, mm. how to reach us, how to tell us what's going on. So it may not be more bears necessarily, but we're doing a better job at reaching the public.
0: And education is certainly part of uh, yeah. the whole comprehensive bear management education plan. Sandra, if you th- if you look at some of the trend reports that that have been developed recently, what are ones that show that we're making good progress in terms of improving the condition of New Jersey's environment?
1: There are really so many. Um, Some of the ones that I think about initially are the mercury emissions from Mm. coal-fired power plants. They have been dramatically reduced since 2005. We have the actual air measurement data on that from our air program, and we've measured a significant decline in those emissions. um, That's hugely
0: important for public health.
1: It it goes to so many things. We hopefully will be able to correlate that to fish tissue concentrations in the future. If we're seeing less in the atmosphere, we're likely to see less in the water. And therefore, over time, it'll translate to less mercury in the fish tissue for consumption.
0: You all aren't old enough to remember, but I can remember when I was a kid in school, in elementary school, the teacher would go around and and give everybody on their desk little blobs of mercury that we could play with because yes. it was so cool. <laughs> but uh, it turns out mercury can have a lot of ill, Ill health effects, and not just on humans, but on uh, the fish population, and the environment as well. So it's great that that to see those numbers going down. Yes,
1: it's it's certainly a problem. You know, we also measure mercury that's coming from other areas in the United States into New Jersey. We don't see a large reduction in those areas. We some see some fluctuation over the years, but in doing what we can in our New Jersey facilities they are emitting, it does seem to be declining where we have been managing it.
0: So yeah, there's still states to the west of us, Pennsylvania, Ohio, others that are still burning a lot of coal to produce their... And that gets
1: carried through the atmosphere and then gets rained out in precipitation, therefore entering the New Jersey environment.
0: Yeah, so part of our efforts has been to kind of help persuade them that maybe they ought to use some more controls or burn a little less coal. And we've made some progress in that, I think, and, and the measurements kind of show that. That's right. Yeah. What else? I'm I'm, I'm fascinated. You follow some birds as well, right, to see how some birds are doing. So the bald
1: eagle population has increased tremendously since we've been measuring it the Division of Fish and Wildlife with the Endangered Non-Game Species Program have provided us with data that show a dramatic increase from very low levels in the 70s and 80s when DDT was impacting the shells of the bald eagles. And since we have pulled DDT and we've worked on ensuring that the habitat that the eagles need is in a healthy state for them to nest we've dramatically increased the amount of nesting eagles around the state of new jersey
0: yeah we did a podcast on the eagles some time ago and we've got a link to that as well here because it's an amazing story and ddt was banned i think back in 1972 by president nixon and as you said it was having a huge effect on the shells of the birds they were too fragile to be able to incubate it by the parents, by the adult eagles.
1: And that's a good thing about the trends reports, is it not only delivers the data and the interpretation of the data, it provides you with the background story of why this is an issue that we care about, and it provides you with an outlook for the future, how DEP is going to continue to manage certain issues that impact this and how we see it moving forward. Yeah.
0: A couple of the other trends that we've seen nice progress in.
1: Another one in the air we have several measurements data in the air that we look at and nitrogen oxides are declining, greenhouse gas emissions are also declining. In the greenhouse gas trend report we can show what the numbers are and how we are meeting certain goals to the greenhouse gases so we have met and exceeded our 2020 goal We do have some work to do before 2050, but we are on track and moving in the right direction. We also see that open space, cumulative acres for farmland and open space preservation has been increasing over time.
0: That's great. So, in essence, we're bringing home a pretty good report card these days.
1: (laughs) I think in, in general, most of the trends reports do show some positive numbers. There are some trends reports that give us information on issues where we might want to pay more attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because oh. we're, we're actually finding out almost every day things that are that have not been on anybody's kind of list of concerns, but suddenly they kind of pop up there and that's stuff we've got to start paying attention to. And These help us identify those things. Don't you think?
1: Yes, it's, it's quite interesting. Even as we notice, we look at vehicle miles, we have one trend report that is simply quantifying vehicle miles. And it looks at road miles that are in the state of New Jersey and really how much people are traveling. And that's an indicator for a lot of environmental issues. So when we see vehicle miles increasing, other issues can follow that we can stay on
0: top of. Yeah, it's, imp- it's important to remember how interconnected and interrelated all of these things are. You know, I, I've often say we, we need to remember as human beings that we are not apart from the environment. We are a part of the environment. And uh, everything that we do has an impact in one way or the other. And, and kind of knowing what some of those impacts are can help people change behaviors in ways that produce better environmental results. It is. Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. Jennifer, folks go on the website and look at the key performance indicators. What are some of the tips you would give them? Maybe they haven't had a opportunity to look at reports like this before. What would you tell them to look for to be able to understand what's out there and kind of decide how we're doing?
2: Well, I would first visit the department's website and check out our indicator description document that is on the citizen environment webpage. And then I would also visit yourmoney.nj.gov, which is the governor's transparency website where All of the departments have these key performance indicators listed, so you can click on the Department of Environmental Protection and look at all of our reports that we turn in monthly to the Department of Treasury for the public to look at.
0: That's great. So this is very transparent, then, monthly.
2: Well, I have to warn you, sometimes things don't get posted as quickly as we report them. The department is very good about meeting our deadlines, and they're not necessarily put up Directly at the same time that we send them to Treasury, so sure. they may lag a few months behind. Yes.
0: But of course, Treasury is getting them from everybody, so it yes. would take a little longer to put them all up.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's great. So, but they're there for people to look at, and occasionally we have some opportunities to create graphs mm. out of these indicators and what the numbers show, and it kind of starts to show a trend. So, for example, we. Have an indicator for monitoring the beach water quality, mm. so we get the number of testing samples that they that go out, and then later on there's a trends report that comes out about the quality of our water quality over beaches. That's great.
0: So there's a lot of interaction between the the KPIs and the and the trends reports.
1: Oh, if, very much so. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah yes. that's great. Now, if we because we're getting to, uh, close to the end of our time here, and I would just ask you to sum up for us, Sandra. We'll start with you. What do you see as being kind of the main benefit to the, to the public for the fact that we do the trends reports and release the information as it becomes available?
1: I think the public really enjoys understanding the environmental situation that their state is in and, and where we're going. So many of these reports are personal to the people, you know, whether they, they care about the bald eagle or they want to know why there are so many deer eating their backyard flowers, uh, what the water quality is to go swimming, or we have one on drinking water. It gives you very good information on how the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection is on top of this issue, putting it out there where we stand and and how comfortable you can feel about your environment or that somebody is watching out about it. So it's it's the general public, we do have a large population of students that use these for information whether they're gathering it for a research project. I hear from a lot of students with additional questions mm-hmm. and information about these topics.
0: Yeah, it's good to know that the upcoming generations are following this and are concerned. They uh, are following it very closely. Yeah, because really the work that we do today is, is really for them because they're going to inherit uh, whatever we leave behind, so it's good that they're involved and interested in it. So true. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And uh, Jennifer, same question for you. What, do you. what do you see as some of the main benefits for the public for the fact that we track these KPIs and then put the information out for them to see?
2: Well, since we track over 80 indicators and they represent every program that is housed here at DEP, from our water resources management program to our IT programs, we have various indicators that show the work that the department is doing. And in most cases, we are meeting or exceeding our targets. And I think that's a great message to send to the public because sometimes they get the negative you know, information. And this is a very positive thing that... Hey, we're tracking this. We're interested in this. If you're interested in it, you know we're watching to see if we meet our targets. And if mm-hmm. we don't, we're working to figure out how to meet them.
0: And again, it's data driven. It's it's objective measures, not just subjective things. Saying, oh, we're doing great. You know, here here are the numbers, and here are the trends that show us uh, just whether we are doing great or whether there are some areas where we could do a little better. Because in any organization, there are always areas where we could do a little better. But I think overall. Having reviewed both the trend reports and the KPIs, that I think the people of New Jersey can have a lot of confidence that this department is really carrying out its mission with energy and effectiveness, and really doing a great job protecting our environment here that we all enjoy and all live in. So I want to thank both of you for taking time out of your very busy days. I can only imagine what your plates are like with keeping these reports going. It's a constant stream of uh, information gathering and then turning them into uh, documents that people can understand and use. You know, and being able to measure our progress is so important to making sure that what we're doing is really achieving what we want it to achieve. So the work that uh, both of you do is really, really important, not only for the department to know how we're doing, but for the public to know as well. So I thank you both very much for being with us today and talking with us about trends and about our key performance indicators. And hope that folks who listen will look at the description of the podcast and visit the sites that are on there and learn more about uh, the work that's going on and the effect it is having on our environment. Thanks very much. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast Enjoy the rest of your day.